Hey everybody, Chris Fafalius here. If you enjoy One Hit Thunder, which I'm assuming you do considering you're listening to it right now, I want to tell you about another great music podcast on the Evergreen Podcast Network. It's called Riffs on Riffs. On this season of Riffs on Riffs, hosts Toby Braswell and Joe Watson are breaking down one iconic pop song each week. Everything from Taylor Swift's Cruel Summer to Journey's Don't Stop Believin' to Naughty by Nature's OPP. Each week, they crack open the song, trace its history, decode those cryptic lyrics, and unearth the hidden gems in its musical DNA. Not only do they dive into the song's history, lyrics, and impact, they also go down some fun and oftentimes hilarious rabbit holes. So yeah, if you're a fan of One Hit Thunder, I think you'll also enjoy Riffs on Riffs. So go hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your pods. Hey everybody, I'm sitting down with Tom Putnam, the director of United States of Insanity, which is a documentary about the insane clown posse and the whole battle basically for them to no longer be classified as a gang, a battle that I believe, unless something's changed very recently, is is still ongoing today. Anybody who listens to Horror Movie Night or One Hit Thunder knows that I have been down with the clown since Great Malenko. Uh, when I heard Halls of Illusion on the box and was like, I want to know more about these guys. So this was definitely something near and dear to my heart. Tom, are you also someone who was a fan of ICP beforehand, or were you just kind of drawn to the idea of how can you classify a, a band as a gang? Um, I, of course, knew about ICP before we made the film. Uh, I knew what kind of the average person knows, just the sort of like, jokey press that tends to make fun of them or make fun of juggalos and my uh brenna sanchez who i directed the film with was from detroit where the guys are from and we just finished another movie in detroit called burn about detroit firefighters and we're looking for something equally as exciting to do next and i didn't even know about the lawsuit i we'd read an article about where they were at in their life and called them up and said, hey, we think there might be an interesting documentary here. And they said, oh, we have a way more interesting documentary. Tomorrow we're going to announce we're suing the FBI. <laughs> so we like, and that's the opening scene in the movie. It's like we scrambled the crew together and got to the press conference and just, you know, here we are seven years later. And it's like, we've gone on tour with them and met so many juggalos and gone home with the guys in the band and met their families and met people whose lives have been just totally turned upside down. And I'm actually really happy I didn't know that much about them because I didn't really have a whole lot of preconceptions. And, you know, had I heard about this lawsuit and not known what I know, it would have seemed like a joke. Yeah. But then, but then once you meet them and you talk to people who've lost custody of their kids, lost their jobs, are going to get kicked out of the military, getting get gang enhancements all because they have a poster on their wall or wearing a t-shirt or, you know, went to Hot Topic and bought a Hatchet Man charm. It's um, it's just, I mean, to me, this is it's a funny movie and it's a fun movie and it's an interesting movie, but it's also kind of a horror movie. Yeah, it it absolutely is. And I think what I really liked about it was that it is, it is very down the middle. You know, like there are multiple times in the documentary where I don't know what your opinion is. And I think that that's important in a documentary because I feel like so many documentaries, you're overwhelmed by what the opinion is. But you really do play like, you know, as much as I love ICP, 
I can also see why they might want to like white people might say, Hey, we should classify these guys as a gang. Like, and you bounce back and forth between like these stories of like two dudes running up at a dude and stabbing them with a, with a knife and chopping them with an ax. But you also bring hey, up, let, let's be clear. It was a battle ax, a battle ax. This is true. Not just they a regular ax. head off. <laughs> like yeah. insane. Like it's insane stuff like that. But you know, the primary show that I do horror movie night, I'm watching it through the lens of like, yeah, people could make that same application to me loving horror movies. People can make that, you know, applying it to such a general thing is so dangerous. It's always a dangerous thing. Uh, but I think you did a great job of telling all the different sides of the story where you could see how someone who's uninformed and just searching on Google for information would be like we got to do it. We got to deal with these ju- this juggalo problem, but also from like a if you're listening to the lyrics, it's like, hey, you can't listen to those lyrics and take those seriously. <laughs> like it's very tongue in cheek. Which is just like you know the movie I always talk about is Evil Dead. Like yeah. you could describe Evil Dead in a way that would make it sound like the most evil, horrible. Why would anybody watch this? But then you watch it and you see that it's fun. And it's a completely different experience. Um, it's yeah, the movie the movie really was meant to reflect Brenna's and my journey to of sort of back and forth and going deeper. And sure, you spend time with the band and Juggalos, and then you talk to law enforcement, you get a slightly different perspective. And then you, you know, I think the movie ends with a pretty strong perspective. Oh, for sure. But but throughout that journey, I, I think that's the great way to describe it. You are on the journey with the two of you researching it. And I love that. Yeah. Thank you. And it's, you know, you take a million of anybody, you're going to find not just some bad people, but some really dangerous, scary people. For and, sure. Yeah, ju- juggalos are no different, right? I, to me, the thing that was the most terrifying was this realization that some person, nobody still knows who in the FBI or in the government anywhere can just put your name on a list and there's almost nothing you can do about it. You know, this, this can, this happened to a million people for being fans of a band, no court case, no criteria. The FBI has no published criteria for what makes a gang and it'll ruin your life. So like, what, what's just, what can an average person do if something like that happens or this can happen to fans of a band why not fans of another band or fans of horror movies or Raiders fans or Dodgers fans or any, any one of a number of things where, you know, you can look at, you saw the film, like you can see certain gangs wear Dodgers caps. That's the exact same criteria that got used for putting juggalos. Exactly. On the list. Hey, this is Aaron from No Simple Road. I'm inviting you to come hang out with Apple, Mel, and I as we talk with the musicians, artists, chefs, authors, and beyond from the world that turns us on. We're reaching into the improvisational music scene, the psychedelic culture, the festival world, and getting to know what makes the people tick that create those scenes. Come join us on the long, strange trip over at No Simple Road. Ready for a head-bangingly good time? Dive into the world of heavy metal with the Brutally Delicious Podcast. Here, we don't just talk music. 
we welcome you into our heavy metal family. Join us for candid chats with legends and rising stars. We go beyond the typical interviews, exploring raw emotions and the life-altering impact of heavy metal. So whether you're a diehard metalhead or just curious, join our family and let the headbanging begin with the Brutally Delicious Podcast. I kept thinking of um, the infamous EC Comics case uh, in the 50s where, sure. where you know, they tried to make the statement of reading Tales from the Crypt comics makes you a juvenile delinquent. And their evidence to it was, well, all the juvenile delinquents that we know read Tales from the Crypt comics. And it's like, yeah, it's the most popular comic out right now. So, like, every kid is reading Tales from the Crypt comics. Like, that's not a strong enough case to, like, come to that conclusion. And that's absolutely what's happening here, too, with the Juggalo situations, where it's like... Yes, maybe people who are doing violent things gravitate towards horror movies and gravitate towards the music like IACP, but you also can't just say like, well, yeah, anybody who watches a horror movie or listens to Great Malenko is just going to go out and murder their neighbor with a hatchet. Like, it's absurd. Well, but that's a, and that's just almost verbatim what the FBI said. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you go outside and you have a ICP t-shirt on, you're automatically considered a gang member. That's probable cause. A policeman can detain you, photograph you, put you in the gang database, and now you can't get a student loan, can't join the military. You'll get kicked out of the military if you're in there. You'll get a gang enhancement if you get arrested for something, and there's nothing you can do about it. That's just crazy. That's messed up, yeah. Um, and I mean, the, the other thing is that I don't know how – it sounds like, you know, you've – I don't know if you've gone to the gathering. No, but. I was actually about to ask you about that because I I would say I'm a casual fan of <laughs> of the insane clown posse, and the gathering seems like one step too far for me. But well, I'm always fascinated by like American Juggalo was a great short film where someone just kind of walked around the gathering, and then seeing it in yours too is that such a wide tapestry of people. Oh my god, there's there's attorneys and doctors, <laughs> and and there's people that are like. I don't know. I don't know that I would want to like hand this guy my car keys. It's like every type of every type of person is there, but you know what? No matter who they were, it was the most polite please and thank you. I watched people give food, clothing, like let total strangers crash in their tents. Like we'd be carrying our gear and every single time a bunch of juggalos would run up like do you need help with that? Do you need help setting up your camera? It was the nicest, most polite, most helpful group of people I've ever encountered in my life. And, you know, we talked to the venue owner. He was like, the Juggalos are the best. The country music people are a nightmare. And it's um, it's part of what surprised us that I think, you know, the average person that goes and sees this movie that maybe doesn't know a lot about ICP or has a negative view of Juggalos, now that people are finally seeing the movie after seven years, it's cool to see how excited they are about the music. And wow, maybe I'm a juggalo. Yeah. I'm going to go buy an album. It's and fun it's music. It's exciting. It's just shut your brain off, have a good time, fun music. And like sometimes that's all you really need. Uh, I I have to quote one of the guys. I, I, I'm blanking on his name right now. He pops up pretty regularly in interviews. But he has a line where it's... I had to text it to a friend of mine who's also really into Insane Clown Posse where he said... 
if liking bad music was a crime, then all of the parrot heads would be considered a gang. And it's like such, that might be the best line in the doc. So I'm, I apologize for spoiling it. But that dude was on fire. Every time that he, I, I wish I could remember his name because every time he showed up, I knew I was about to have a belly laugh. He, that's, he, so that's uh, Jay Webb. That's Jason Weber, who was a super fan that then became their head of publicity. Gotcha. I um, mean, zingers left and right when you're driving with him around the gathering and he's just like rambling on about the different people i was like i love this dude this dude's great he's juggalos are fun cool funny people yeah and it's uh yeah i mean is the gathering for everybody well you know just like the music probably not but <laughs> I, I can't i can't think of a whole lot of times i had as much fun as i did there and i've heard that from i've had a lot of friends who are not the musicians you would imagine would be playing the gathering that have like played the gathering and have said the same thing. Like not really my thing, not really my type of audience, but man, did I have a great week? (laughs) It was kind of their response to it afterwards. So, I mean, it sounds like it's worth, it sounds like it's the same as I tell people that they all should do Comic-Con at least once. It seems like everyone should at least dip their toe into going to the gathering at least once in their life. Totally. Just, 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 just bring clothes that you don't, uh, get, that you're not going to need to wear again because you're going to get soaked with Fago <laughs> and be very sticky by right. the time it's over. All right. Well, I know that our time is running short. Tom, if people want to know more about this documentary, where are they going to be able to see it? Because I believe I got a press release very recently that some some big things happened this week for you guys. <laughs> yeah, we uh, the movie's going to premiere at Fantastic Fest, but the screening sold out in at something like three minutes. Nice. Uh, but it's opening on uh, as of today, six hundred and forty three theaters with Fathom events on October twenty sixth, and uh, tickets are going on sale. I think tomorrow. So unless you live on a deserted island somewhere. It's probably going to be at a theater within a couple of minutes from anybody who's listening to this, which we're pretty excited about. Are you doing anything cool with the Fathom events? I know sometimes there's like a, a cool little pre-show or post-show thing with the movie. Yes. All right. Gonna, let's, we've got a few surprises planned. There's going to be some pretty cool people introducing the movie. And then there's going to be a special never before seen uh, concert after the movie oh. uh, with the band. So. So it's, it's going to be a good time. Well, I guess I'm going to have to see it twice now. I'm going <laughs> to have to go check out that Fathom event event as well. Uh, all right, awesome. everybody, I'm dropping this. I'm going to drop this on two different feeds, actually. I'm going to put this on the Horror Movie Night feed, and I'm going to put this on the One Hit Thunder feed. So, hey, guys, I'm simulcasting. Love it. Tomorrow, these tickets are going to be available. Go and book your tickets because sold out of Fantastic Fest in three minutes. Just imagine what it's going to do if you're living somewhere like Detroit. Make a move quickly because I don't think that these are going to be available very long for those tickets. Uh, Tom, thank you so much. And seriously, amazing doc. Loved it. Can't wait to see the next thing. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. I really appreciate you doing the interview. Ready for a head-bangingly good time? Dive into the world of heavy metal with the Brutally Delicious Podcast. Here, we don't just talk music. We welcome you into our heavy metal family. Join us for candid chats with legends and rising stars. We go beyond the typical interviews, exploring raw emotions and the life-altering impact of heavy metal. So whether you're a diehard metalhead or just curious, join our family and let the head-banging begin with the Brutally Delicious Podcast. This is Krista Makes, guitarist and vocalist for Less Than Jake, and host of Krista Makes a Podcast. 
a songwriting podcast where every week I'm joined by an amazing guest to break down the writing, recording, and release of one iconic song from their career. In our giant evergreen back catalog of episodes, we've had rock legends such as Dee Snyder and Huey Lewis, punk rock favorites like Mark Hoppus, Fat Mike, and Brett Gurowitz, and up-and-coming artists of today such as Liz Stokes of the Beths and Genesis Owusu. We've had guests from all genres and styles of music, and I guarantee that if you peruse our back catalog, you'll see several episodes that'll make you say, man, I gotta hear that. Whether you're a fan of music or a creator of music yourself, you'll take away a whole new appreciation for the songs you know and love. Chris Makes a Podcast is available for free on all the places you could possibly listen to podcasts, and new episodes come out every Monday.